freezing out here in the <laughs> in the studio. It's basically my garage, but I got no other else, no place else to have all room for all this crap. I don't blame you. <laughs> you it's doing? a nice setup you got. Thank you. It's uh, it was a YouTube setup, but long story. I'm sure we can get to that at some point. <laughs> oh yeah. Que paso cochinos and sucias. I'm that vato gallo. Cochino chingon on all social media. Welcome to another episode of Sucias Are My Favorite. Today we continue the journey into National Podcast Month, and today I have a guest, is Nathan, who hosts Postmodern Art Podcast. Saw the challenge, like, hey, I think I can do 30 episodes in a month. <laughs> You're taking on quite the challenge, if I do say so. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, especially since I'm used to doing just once a week, so... Um, I was going to say, I struggle with mine once a week sometimes, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm doing these like weeks out, so that way I have them all together. And plus, these are just going to be like little short 20, 30 minutes, whatever it ends up being. So, Whatever boats you float. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll just dive into the questions. Works for me. Oh, shoot. Notes would be nice to have. All that right. would certainly help. It, it would. Okay. Nathan Ragland, right? Postmodern yes, uh, Art Podcast. All right. Welcome to the show. I have a new guest with me today for National Podcast Month, or NAPODMO. I have Nathan Ragland of Postmodern Art Podcast. Welcome, Nathan. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much for the opportunity, nevertheless. How are you doing? Oh, man, I'm chilly out here in, the, in this little frigid cold in my little studio. Um, <laughs> so tell us about your podcast. What, what, what should the average listener know about your podcast? Uh, my podcast is the Postmodern Art Podcast. It's a podcast dedicated to giving artists... Uh, who are wowing the world over the platform they deserve. Basically, on a weekly basis, I bring in a different artist from all sorts of different walks of life, whether it be musician, you know, people in animation. Uh, you know, I've even had a wrestler on at some point. I think that's an art form on its own. But I just have them sit down, talk about their passion, their artwork, what they're doing, what they hope to do, all sorts of different aspects. I'm basically just giving a face behind the artists themselves, the artwork that you obviously see online. So now i got to ask, have you managed to figure out a way to get Nancat um, artist on? A Nancat artist? Uh, not yet, no. Uh, <laughs> that, that's a little harder than it seems. <laughs> right? Um, but no, that's cool. I, I hadn't even thought of doing something on, on that spectrum because, I mean, I guess you have a visual or video podcast with oh, this? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. I, I, do, I, I have it on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all podcast platforms. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, what got you into this platform? <laughs> What got you into doing the podcast specifically for postmodern art? Um, <laughs> no, uh, well, I mainly did it for like the art in general, because for me, like I'm big on Twitter and such. And yeah, I like to just peruse, I guess, and just, you know, see what's going on out there. And all the time, especially with the people that I follow, whatnot, I'm seeing a lot of art and such, because I love all sorts of different aspects of it. Like I said before, like I, you know, I don't know about you, but I loved watching cartoons and such growing up, you know, whether it be, you know, the kids ones growing up or even the adult ones nowadays, like animation is absolutely amazing. And like the time and effort that goes to that kind of stuff. But also on Twitter, I, I've always, always see like the horror stories that would go on behind that kind of stuff, you know, just, you know, people being overworked, you know, working into a grind, losing their passion because of horrible work experiences and such. And I want to more or less like, give these people that do incredible stuff. Like I want to make sure that they know that they're appreciated because there are some incredible people out there that are doing incredible stuff that help, you know, every individual like you or me out every single day, like in all different aspects of life. I wanted to make sure that they know that what they're doing is absolutely amazing and that they should feel appreciated for it at the end of the day. That, that is phenomenal because 
when you mentioned Twitter, I was thinking, well, why not go on Instagram? But on Instagram, you're only going to see the pretty side of it. You're going to see the picture and then it posts, yeah, check out this post. I made this blah, 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 you know, picture, p- portrait, whatever. And you're going to hear the, the, the fun side or the nice side of it where you're not going to get the exactly. tea as you would on Twitter. And I like Twitter, but I just can't engage myself. Like it's hard for me to, <laughs> to get in there. I'm used, I'm old school. I'm Gen X. I'm, I'm old as fuck. And I used to like Reddit to be able to like follow a post. Yeah. Whereas like, I got to find a hashtag, figure out who's who, and then follow a thread and like, okay, well, what are they talking about? And you you can't, I can't easily go back to something. Oh yeah. I wanted to see this unless I like it. And I got to find it in my likes and eh, Reddit's easier for me. I, I could just go ahead and say as someone that is commonly on Twitter, trust me, that's something I struggle with every single time I go on Twitter. <laughs> but for me, it's kind of one of those, like, I, 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 I don't know. It's just, I kind of, I'm not gonna say I grew up on that stuff, but I kind of grown to love it in a way. Like I hate it with a burning passion. I hate social media with a burning passion, but I've grown to love it in a, in a, in a tender way. Cause like I said, more than anything else, like a lot of the people that I follow and such, I obviously found them through social media. So without them, I wouldn't have this platform. That's awesome. When did your journey start with podcasting? Uh, per- when it comes to podcasts in general, I had only heard about a few like, years before I started this podcast, but I started this podcast about September 17th of last year, 2020. Um, and you know, I, I, st- I got a friend of mine who's a graphic designer guy's name is Salvador Salcido. Go follow him at canvas assassin on most socials or whatnot. Um, but I brought him on like, look, I want to try to do this thing. Cause at, I was at a point to where I wanted to creatively, like just push something out there into the world. I'm like, look, come on here. I'm going to try this podcast. We're going to see if this thing can work. It was an absolute train wreck because I had no idea what in the fuck I was doing. <laughs> I think <laughs> like, it's all of us starting out. Right. Cause so what it is I use discord to record. Um, there's a way to use like OBS and all this different kind of stuff to record that. And so like discord kept crashing on me um, like 20 different times throughout this entire call. Um, the audio was kind of bad. Cause I was using that dinky little mic, but then again, whenever you're starting out, who doesn't use a dinky little mic? Um and it's just like, I, I went into it without writing any notes or anything. Cause I thought, okay, I can carry a conversation without any questions. Cause this is a close friend of mine. I was horribly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was the, you know, not so humble beginnings. <laughs> so in your journey, if you could go back and change something or do something over, like give yourself some advice, like the top three pieces of advice that you can go back and like, Hey, before you start doing your podcast, do X, Y, and Z. Uh, for starting off a podcast, firstly, get a decent mic. It doesn't matter if it's a cheap mic. As long as it's a decent mic, people will notice the audio in one aspect for another. Number two, planning, 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 planning. And on top of that planning, cause it's one of those, um, like, especially when it comes to guests, things can happen with the guests where they back out, have a backup plan, start by, instead of trying to, like when I was starting out, I would record that Saturday and then push it out the upcoming Thursday. And there are times where I do that at times, but I'm starting to, but I've gotten to the point to where I at least have one or two in the back catalog to where if a guest that for some reason or another had to back out, I have another one right there to be like, okay, this will be pushed to this date. We, I can understand. Um, I mean, those would be the, the big two. Uh, also be prepared for, mm, I'll wear it like this. Don't think that's going to be successful right off the bat. Something like this with whatever you do when it comes to online and such, it's not always going to be the viral sensation when it clicks right off the bat. Um, obviously, I didn't go into this 
into this thinking I was going to make a million dollars off of a YouTube video right off the bat. I knew that, but at the same time, it's been a little slower than I anticipated, but it's also been a good learning experience and it's allowed me to really know that the people that are going to love this stuff are going to be the true fans, really cherish them because you know what they're good. You know, you know, they're there for you mainly. Yeah. That sounds about right. I've had, I have 10 ish fans that, you know, keep coming back and I get some feedback from them occasionally. So that, that's a great oh, feeling yeah. to know that you're not just talking to the void. I mean, you yes. are, but in a sense, it's nice to hear a week or a month later down the road. Oh, hey, I just checked out your episode about whatever, yeah. you know, it's really cool. And you get some feedback, you get ideas for future episodes. I love that. And I wish I could engage more people to do that. that, that I was going to say for me, I'll say this real quickly. There's been someone that has recently found my uh, YouTube or whatnot, and they've been leaving like comments with my, the, the videos. It's just like they followed for this one artist, but then they start seeing some of the other ones. It's like, dude, it's incredible that you're doing this kind of stuff. You know, it's incredible that you're giving these people like the, the platform and such. I'm like, thank you for recognizing what I'm trying to do. That is awesome. And as far as equipment, have you, with what you started out with, do you still have the same gear? What have you upgraded with and what are you working with now? Um, I, I started off with a, the, the main one that I upgraded ever since then, well, two things I've upgraded. The camera has made this, has stayed the same. And then the lighting has somewhat stayed the same. The only difference is I don't use my TV anymore because the lighting I currently have is perfectly fine. Like what you're seeing right now is, uh, the audio listeners are going to love this, but what you're seeing right now is mostly the setup or whatnot. Um, I guess three things that have changed is one, the background. These are filled with a bunch of art that is from artists that I've had previously on the podcast is my way to help support them even further. Um, the microphone, I start off with a decent, what was it? Fifine microphone, but I've recently upgraded to a Samsung G-Track Pro, which is like a hundred bucks. Still a USB mic, but I think, you know, I think it gets the job done fairly well. And then thirdly, editing software. I started off with some random like editing software that I found. But um, luckily, through some connections, I've been able to upgrade to some decent stuff to where the editing process goes a little smoother. Yeah, that, that makes a world of difference in editing. I started off with Audition and hated it because there were just little things that I got used to with Max. Yeah. And now I'm on Hindenburg Journalist Pro, which is my favorite by far. Okay. In any case. And now, lastly, is it lastly? Let me double check because notes and being pre-prepared. <laughs> okay, so two two things. So uh, second to last is what advice would you give anybody that wants to start out? How would you get them, help them find or figure out what their voice and their niche is? Okay, this is, I love this question, by the way. Absolutely do. Um, the first thing I would say is make sure that what you're going to talk about is something you are absolutely 100% passionate about. Because if you're just trying to go into something just to see if you can catch up on a trend, or if you're just going to start a podcast just to say, hey, I started a podcast, that's wonderful and all. But if you're not passionate about it, the people that you want to listen to it are going to recognize that real quick. And you're just going to get burnt out and be done with it within a couple episodes or so just to say you did a podcast congratulations so have millions of other people at this point if you want to like do something and do it successfully make sure it's something that you're passionate about like me i'm doing this little art trail i love art i love all different aspects of it i can't get enough of it i love talking to people as well that's why i try to do like a weekly guest thing as well um so that's the first thing uh I had it, then I lost it. Man, words are wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> Anyways, so, sorry. So basically like a checklist for people that want to start a podcast. Like I said, first off, make sure you're passionate about it. Secondly, do not get hung up on 
just basically talking into a void at times. There are some times to where like I, there, there are some episodes that do really well for me and I get a good bit of feedback from it. And I absolutely love it. There are some episodes that don't really do so well and I hear nothing about it. And that frustrates me. But at the same time, I know that, you know, especially on a, on social media platforms, like whatever's the flavor of the day or whatnot is going to change. So like whatever you're passionate about for a while, someone else might not be as passionate about, or like me, I'm bringing on some smaller artists. So it might not easily, you know, catch on board, but at the end of the day, I do, do not get hung up on the viewership. Do not get hung up on the, the feedback and such. Um, more than anything else, like, you know, hey, you're just you need to go into this, making sure that it's for you and not for attention. It's something that you want to do, something that you're passionate about, something that uh, something that you can see yourself doing every single day, whether or not there's money involved. That's a major thing. Um, and then another thing. Don't hesitate to collaborate if possible. Some of my favorite experiences has been going on to other people's podcasts and just being able to just let loose and talk. Um, one of my favorite podcasts I listened to, Stranger Than Christian, I had the honor of being on his podcast where all he does is on a weekly basis, just brings on a random stranger and have them talk for at least like an hour. Like I was so glad to be able to talk to him because like creatively, like it, it fueled me so much more. I got to appear on an improv uh, podcast the jock doc podcast i'm not great with comedy but fuck i got an opportunity to be funny for a moment <laughs> that is awesome so it's one of those like collaboration certainly doesn't hurt look at this opportunity that i have right now <laughs> yeah I, I love that um and i agree with you like some of the more fun podcasts are the ones that are outside of my niche so mine is like about life and dating advice yeah uh with a little bit of focus on kink or not so much of focus but just kind of that's an aspect of it but you know like the new matrix movie came out and there's no way i could fucking talk about the or not out but the trailers mm -hmm. like i can't talk about that on this podcast no one's gonna want to listen to that so i was like well where can i jump on and luckily i have a friend that does she's a fangirl and uh she's she's a brendan fraser fangirl like hey can i come on your podcast and kind of like talk about the matrix movie he's like okay yeah sure let's do that so that was amazing to be able to, to collab and just get some stuff out that you do want to talk about because I understand that your passion isn't always just art. I'm sure there's other things you love to do, oh, yeah. not probably as deeply as art, but of course there's things you want to like, oh shit, you know, damn, this came up and where can I talk about this? Well, your YouTube channel is about X, so you can't talk about unboxing, you know? Mm -hmm. So that, that's a great thing, especially with collaborations. And, it, and it, it, I guess it refreshes you up to like, oh, hey, you know what? I feel better. Now I can get uh, more creative with something else in my podcast that yeah. you just kind of get out of that. Um, funk of like, oh shit, I got to do this. I got to do this, you know? Yeah, no, no, trust me. I've been really hitting that funk really hard, like as of late. <laughs> that's why, I, that's why I enjoy like coming on to other people's podcasts and just like letting loose for a little bit. You know, like I said before, like one of my, another fun podcasts I got an opportunity to be on was uh, James Crowley's Infinite Playlist to where he tries to listen to like all sorts of different songs. And I gave him the, t like we do play, we create a 10 song playlist uh, based on around a topic, basically exchange it with each other. And we just talk about it for however long we talk about it. Um, I gave him the topic of songs that paint a mental image for him. So it's like, whenever you listen to a song, like basically just takes you to whatever the artist is trying to provoke. It was a fun conversation. So. Hmm. That, that is interesting. I hadn't thought of music in that sense. Like sometimes you do think things that way, but, and lastly, well, second to last, because 
the last one is like dropping your, your CTAs and your <laughs> socials. But last question is, what have you done or, or what phenomenon has happened that you've seen the biggest growth or biggest jump in either feedback, communication, or viewership? What's the one thing that you've seen a metric just shoot up after doing X, Y, or Z? Mm. Okay. This is going to sound weird as someone that is like, don't do this for the attention. But for me, the, the episodes that kind of get like the most attention should be a no brainer is for ones to where people have a bigger fault. Well, actually, no. So, so here's the weird thing. All right. My biggest episode, at least on YouTube is from a musician by the name of Will Wood. I don't know if you ever heard of this guy. If you have, that's great. If not, I highly recommend you listen to at least the normal album because it is an experience. That is the most I can say about it. Um, But this guy has like no social or anything like that. The only thing he really uses is Patreon, if that says anything. Um, but yet yeah, that episode is my most viewed episode with 6,000 views. <laughs> it's, it's one of those, like, not only do you have to like follow someone that has a strong following, but have someone that has a strong fan base, if nothing else. Because it's one of those, like, you know, you could have a thousand people like a, an account, but if only 10 people are interacting with that account, you're not going to get much traction. If you know that there's a dedicated fan base behind it, and if you personally are part of that part of that fan base, then there at the end of the day, it goes back to that little like passionate thing. Everyone's going to be passionate about this one project. So if you know that, if you know that there's a lot of people that are going to love it in one aspect for another, go for that, you know, straight up. Um, like I said, you know, a lot of the artists that I bring on, like some of them have like stuff that's releasing out real soon or something that's releasing not too far in advance or whatnot. It's, it's great to be on those trends like that. But at the end of the day, another thing is, uh, and this is a big one for me, make sure that the conversation is good. You know, I could push out like an hour of me just talking, just rambling about random BS that goes on in my life. But no one wants to hear that. They want to hear ramble. They talk to themselves and it'd probably be a more intellectual conversation than what I could give them. Um, (laughs) But if you but if you come into a interview prepared, ready to go, you know, whether it be a few notes here and there or whether it be, you know, a full on like, you know, word for word, what you want to say, because there's also audio podcasts that are like storytelling, which is absolutely amazing if you have the opportunity, if you do that kind of podcast. But what was I going to say? But more or less, God, words are wonderful, aren't they? (laughs) Always. They're always beautiful. Especially in communication. Exactly. Especially with communication. But, uh, you know, if you know that there is a strong path, if you're prepared for a podcast and you know that there's a good fan base behind it, you know that you're going to get a lot of feedback because if nothing else, you're cri- you're either uh, enriching or criticizing something that people love. That is that is great advice there. And lastly, now we're finally at the last thing. Okay. Uh, why don't you drop your socials, let everybody know where they can find you, what they can catch you on, and what days of the week you drop. All that information. All right. Then. <clears throat> no, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> I, I do that to like introduce my podcast. That's the funny thing. I'd start off with that and then or introduce the guests. Anyways, um, you can find me obviously on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, wherever you can find podcasts is Postmodern Art Podcast. Um, you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at Postmod Art Pod for future updates and guest announcements. I usually drop episodes every Thursday, noon Eastern Standard Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. That's good that you know that because I only know Pacific right now and, <laughs> and Central because that's where I'm from originally. Okay, that's fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> 
Nathan, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I appreciate you for being here and sharing your perspective and for sharing about something I didn't really know about. You know, I mean, I know about art in general, like it exists, but I didn't know that there was a lot of artists out here that just have like a lot of struggle or just great stories to share, not just specifically drawing or pictures, but also musicians and all the other things that you're involved with. So I appreciate you for doing that and keep up the great work. Oh, if I had 30 more minutes or so, I could go on about all the artists and all the crap that they got. <laughs> you, you got all the time in the world. This is, we can, we can go on and just free segment. I'm free for another an hour and a half. So it's up to you. I was going to I'll at least say this real quickly. Um, you'd be surprised, honestly, how many people I've talked to and they've straight up just told me, oh yeah, this is the first time anyone has ever asked me to be on a podcast. I'd be like, wow, because I constantly see them on a, you know, like on a daily basis, like posting something, whether it be, you know, stuff when it comes to art or just, you know, standard shit posting more or less. Um, but it's like, you know, how many people tell me, you know, this is my first time being on a podcast. And then I have incredible conversations with them. That just makes my day. That lets me know that I'm at least doing something halfway right with this podcast and giving people a chance to just let them talk because I'm sure if they wanted to, they could probably set up something for themselves. They, most of them certainly have the following for it, but the fact that they want to spend an hour of their time or even more just to sit down and talk with me, like that just, that lets me know that I'm on this journey for something more than just myself. And and the fact that, you know, I guess they don't have the time or effort to be able to put that out on their own because having to run a podcast is its own like part-time job. Oh, yeah. And it, it, even just once a week, I was trying to do two times a week and three times a week, but, you know, learning to edit, learning all this other stuff, I was like, okay, I got to drop to two. Okay, crap, this is too much. I got to drop down to one. Yeah. And the dream is to like, just me, just be the talent, show up, talk, and someone else takes care of all this trash. But- like, you got to do the work. Like that's somewhat my goal in a way, but not like kind of, it's one of those like with all the artists I bring on, if I could, I'd love to be like a production studio, like have the, have my podcast be like the base for it. And then like the artists I bring on, I'd love to help them like produce the projects that they want because they're doing incredible stuff, whether it be personally or professionally. And like, if they have that love and passion and want to do something more with it, who am I to stop them? I should be the one supporting them. Right. You know, if we can't buy their stuff, at least, you know, get words so people can buy it. That is exactly important. Exactly. But yeah, no, it's just, it, it's especially like, you know, like I said, with the guests and such, you know, constantly talking to them and such, it, it let, like I said before, it lets me know that this journey is not for nothing. There's something behind it more than just me getting to talk to someone every weekend. <laughs> that That is great. Now, let's, let's jump back a little bit. Award-winning, award-winning filmmaker. What have you put out there? What did, awards did you win? Let's talk about that. I mean, there were mainly college awards. That's what I really want. No, it's what, <laughs> hey, an award's an award. An award is an award. Um, like I've pushed out some, I, I, I've made short films in college or whatnot that I just go through all the, the filmmaking circuit to whatever awards I can. The biggest award is the in 2019. Yeah, I think it's 2019. No, 2018. One of the two. 2018. Um, I had a film called, was it, per, no, it was Shifted. Uh, Shifted, which is basically just a person just randomly gets the ability to shape shift and is learning how to deal with those abilities. Hmm. Um, it, it, it's something I'd love to maybe develop into a concept for either a full-length film or like a series at some point, because I think it'd be fun to just explore that kind of stuff. Um, at the American Youth Film Festival, it won the best in uh, the best in the college category. So I have all the college kids that submitted. Mine was apparently the best, and I was surprised by that. <laughs> that is that is awesome, you know, because I mean, I know 
at least on the college sense, I have a few friends that I realize now went to college, did film stuff. And I was like, oh shit, you did that. I didn't know you did that. Yeah. I got a buddy of mine. He's on, um, he was on Rick and Morty doing something. Now he's on Shadow, whatever BoJack Horseman uh, production company. He does something there. Okay. And I was like, what? I didn't know you did that. I was like, yeah, I went to college for this. I was like, what? <laughs> you can go to college for this shit? Like, damn it. I did the wrong shit. But yeah, anyways. give me, yeah, give me uh, in touch with your buddy. <laughs> sure. Um, actually, I'll, I'll, keep you in mind because so i'm writing a book a series and um it, it's multi-layered all this other stuff i've been working on it for like 20 years now oh, so one series is think dexter but he's not a serial killer yet okay a widower and he meets a widowed atomic blonde so they're meeting in this this it's called widow's club is how they meet right essentially he becomes a serial killer killer and she's just an atomic blonde spy type thing and she's got stuff in her background where there's this Illuminati-like organization that's kind of after her, but not after her because of her, after her because she might know information from her husband who was special forces. Okay. Eventually, he becomes a serial killer killer because he gets information that his wife was actually killed by a serial killer that does things in threes but makes it be a um, makes it look like an accident. Gotcha. So that's that series, and it kind of evolves from there. Then there's uh, the AI itself, when and how it got created. Okay. There's a gay assassin, and then there's this political Ray Donovan type, and they're all tied together through the AI, and then other things are together. So it's like a multi-series arc that I have okay. framed out, but I just haven't written it out. Filmmaker, yeah, let's make it in a series. Let's do something with this once I get it all on paper. I'm down for some weird shit. Let's go for it. <laughs> yeah, let's do this. So you, do you, are you just director? Are you write, produce, script, everything, or what? Because I've never gotten that. What is a filmmaker exactly? <laughs> You know what? That is a fair question because I still struggle with that myself. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, it's one of those, like, I I like to lead more towards the director aspect because that's just what I feel better, or at least the producer aspect. But I have written my own, all the stuff that I've won awards for, whatnot, is stuff that I've written. So it's not like I can't write the film. It's just I struggle with the, uh, <laughs> struggle with the motivation sometimes to write, you know? <laughs> Yeah, same. <laughs> I, I was going to say, there's one short film that I've been meaning to like get produced. Um, I'm calling it Drinking Spirits. Just a, basically uh, a guy gets drunk, passes out in a graveyard, wakes up, and there's a ghost that's like, all right, you're taking me for a round of shots. Let's go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a cool idea. I yeah. Like that. Just, just you know, something fun, a little quirky, you know, maybe have a little bit of a sentimental, emotional moment about the ghost and like his previous life before he became a ghost, all this kind of stuff, you know? Hmm. That is cool. Yeah. I mean, for, for me, I've tried to go with like just good stories over like a genre or whatnot, you know? So you're in the East Coast. Are you like in New York City or just anywhere on the coast? What major state or city? If you want to share, I don't know if you. Georgia. Okay. Pretty big, not production house, but pretty big uh, productions coming out of there, especially oh, yeah. in Atlanta. So well, the whole state. So there's plenty of good work there. I was going to say, I know like for the past couple of years, part of the reason why I wanted to get into filmmaking other than just, you know, me allowing to creatively express myself is uh, the fact that like the film scene around here is booming mainly because Georgia offers a major tax incentive for people. If they start filming around here, um, if your production is over like a million dollars, something like that, it's like 20% off as a 20% off your taxes as is. And then if you include that little Georgia peach at the end of productions, it's an additional 10%. So yeah, that's a nice little racket. I need to hmm, figure out how to get into that. You know, whatever you got to do, if it's late over there, so it's what, Midnight for you now? It's yeah, it's, it's midnight for me right now. Uh, well, I'll, let me ask you this. I mean, you, you obviously have gotten invested when it comes to podcasts in one aspect. What got you interested on this little journey as is? Oh, man. Okay. So had a YouTube channel. Okay. 
And then I got scared or like, you know, frightened with some crap about, uh, you know, your YouTube channel could get stolen and hacked if they grab your Gmail account. Mm. So then I was trying to make it to where the Gmail account owned the YouTube channel, but only accessible through another Gmail account. And you had to do that, make it a brand. And eventually um, YouTube thought I was trying to hack it. And by the time I was able to get through to either to Gmail or Google or YouTube to say, hey, this is me. I just want to do this. Like, oh, it's been too long. Your account's just deactivated. So I lost all my videos and stuff that oh, I had there. So I had all this gear. Um, but then also growing up, I'm a sex addict, a recovering sex addict. Okay. And I also ended up being in the kink community or BDSM. Okay. And uh, so there's a lot of stuff that I know and I'm aware of that goes on that most people aren't aware of. Mm-hmm. And I was seeing during the pandemic, a lot of TikTokers and YouTube, well, mostly TikTok about stuff that uh, particularly were submissives were talking about that they'd have a dom slide in or, or a dom or somebody to message them out of the blue if they had uh, BDSM or something about kink in their dating profile mm-hmm. and essentially say, oh, I'm a real dom. I know what I'm doing and I don't need to use safe words. Or they would say something along the lines of, oh, if you were a real sub, you wouldn't need a safe word because, you know, only real subs don't need them or whatever. Right. And that's kind of one of this 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 fallacy that came out from Fifty Shades of Grey, where the mainstream saw that, oh, you don't have to listen to safe words because, you know, it's, it's hot and sexy to just take it anyways. And that in the king community is considered rape. It is rape because it's, she's essentially saying, no, stop. And he went through with it. And there's this whole subgenre of... Um, erotica that kind of follows that line that, you know, they just don't listen to safe words. And uh, I was like, you know what? I need to kind of like bring this to light. I was like, okay, well now what do I talk about? And I realized that a lot of non-kinksters or vanillas, um, whenever you're having sex, I'm going to make a general assumption that if you're with a female and she's doing something you like, you'll say, yeah, baby, do that. Or yeah, keep doing that or whatever. But it's not a dialogue. You don't have a dialogue outside of sex to say, hey, you know, when you're down there doing X, Y, or Z, I'd really like it if you did A, B, and Q, right? You know, that's rarely a conversation that non-kinksters have. Whereas kinksters, we're like, before we go in, okay, I like this, this, and that. Don't ever do this. Don't ever do that. If I say this, this means stop. This is my safe word. And that's a conversation. So you know going in, what type of fun you're going to have, what you're going to get to do, and what the limits are, and some of the boundaries. And those are very fulfilling sexual encounters. However, there's not that emotional connection because it's just someone random, because either you don't think your wife is going to know about it, so you have to cheat on them and do this hidden in a secret, or your spouse is just like, gives you a pass. You can go do that just as long as you don't catch any feelings. So then you don't have that emotional bond. And... um not just heteros, but just regular relationships, um, whether it's lesbian, gay, straight, whatever, would have more fulfilling sex lives if they could have that communication with their partner. And not just about sex, just open communication about everything, about being honest instead of hiding your feelings, hiding things. You know, a lot of females uh, statistically fake orgasms and they do it because they're not getting what they want. So they figure if I fake it, my boyfriend will stop and he think he's done. But now the boyfriend thinks, oh, I'm good. I'm great in bed because I made my girlfriend come, but she didn't. And so now he keeps doing the same thing over and over again because he thinks that's what gets her to finish. And she's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, but daddy, yeah, whatever, even though it doesn't anything, do anything for her. So without that communication, she's going to end up cheating, leaving him, or finding a side piece. So basically, you want to start this podcast on top of all the, you know, the, the legal or the, the losing the YouTube channel and all that kind of stuff. You want to start basically to open that kind of dialogue and to bring awareness to that little community, you know, because there's probably a lot of stigma and a lot of stereotypes behind it that people think that they could just take advantage of whatever's present out there. Mm-hmm. And, and another thing is that like um, 
you know, being guests on other podcasts, you know, there's a lot of assumptions that I didn't realize people had assumptions about. Like people think that kinksters are always down to fuck. Like if, oh, you're a kinkster. Oh, I can have sex with you anytime. It's not always the case. Like sometimes guys, we're not in the mood sometimes. Yeah. You know, we, we usually do want to have sex more often than we get it, but we also, sometimes we're just not in the mood. We had a bad day. We're just down. We don't want, we don't feel like it. Um, but if we say no, then we're a pussy, we're a fag, we're all these, you know, derogatory terms because we're not following through because we're expected to, we're supposed to be hyper, hypersexual. Um, and then also not all kink is penetrative sex. Some of it just mind games, mind fucking with people or just having them do chores and people are like, wait, what, what? So it's, it's a lot of that, like bringing kink to light and also letting non kinksters know, Hey, it's okay to talk about sex. There's nothing wrong about it, especially in a loving relationship. Right. So. Absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, like no matter what your preferences or whatnot, you're human at the end of the day, you know? And, and yep. that, that's something that I honestly admire, if I do say so myself. Um, I do want to say real quickly, uh, it made me, you talk about your podcast. There's a podcast in my podcast network called The Honey Leave It Show, to where basically her whole entire motto is, you know, it's a comedy sex podcast. Like, you know, mm-hmm. the discussion, like the discussion is like supposed to be leaning towards like the, you know, the funny aspects of sex. But it's like they, she has talked about like real legit stuff on that podcast with some amazing guests. I don't know if you often listen to podcasts, but that's one I'm going to highly recommend to you. Yeah, I, I try to, but uh, so I, I try to listen to whoever I'm having a guest or being a guest on okay. to try to catch up. But I already have a backlog of like 10 <laughs> or 11 podcasts to listen to. Okay, some, of, some of them put out like week daily or no, sorry, uh, three times a week. Some of them put out once a week. But then some of them are like an hour and a half long, three hours long. Oh my God, I'm never going to catch up. And the reason is so that way at least I can know what the most recent topic is that they've been talking about. So I can like have something um, – uh, like an inside joke that I can jump in on, like, oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. And then they know, oh, hey, I listen to you. But I'm still like three podcasts. I didn't get, I really didn't get a chance to even listen to yours. I was like, damn it. I really wanted to get there. I, I, I completely but, understand. Like, especially if you're trying to get all these different podcasts, good Lord, that is a undertaking on as it is. Like for me, I have my like select good group of them. And I get to listen because my day job, I work uh, as a forklift operator. So for me, I just pop an earphone in and, you know, go through my day and I can listen to that as I'm doing my work and such. But for you, like, I don't know exactly how your life is, but especially when you're trying to rack up all those at one time, like, good Lord, I, I, I pray for you. And I, I appreciate you at least trying to put in the effort, but I also understand. And I'm going to let you right now. My podcast isn't going anywhere. If, if you still want to listen to it after our conversation, like, <laughs> No, no, I, I I totally do. Oh yeah, yeah. No, so I'm a I'm a maintenance tech, and so I can listen to stuff from time to time. But then whenever I have to work on something, I got to take things off and work, right, right, and that's right. like that's like half my day. So then I got to come back. Wait, what was I listening to? And I got to rewind back. Like fuck, you know. <laughs> so I only get to listen to and from work. So I'll say I'll go ahead and give you the 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 heads up. You probably go listen to one of the shorter ones, but even then, one of my shorter ones is usually about like an hour long, as is. Um, I'll tell you right now, the longest one I had was like episode 39 to where I didn't even expect it to happen, but we talked for like two and a half hours. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, this person can talk. I appreciate it. I love that conversation <laughs> from the bottom of my heart. I love, yeah. I, I love longer conversations, but even then, like whenever you get to like the two hour mark, you're like, okay, what more do you need to say? <laughs> yeah. And it's hard because like, sometimes I'll do a 30 minute podcast, like, damn it. You know, just me shooting the shit about something like, damn, I need it fill some more air because I try to keep it between 45 to an hour and 15. That's, that's like my sweet spot that I try to keep it at. Sometimes I go short to like 20 minutes and then I'll have an episode that's an hour and 45. Like Jesus Christ, let me finish editing. Fuck it. I'm going to just set it up raw. Fuck it. It's too much work. 
was, I was going to say for me, if it's anywhere between an hour to an hour and a half, I am perfectly happy with that kind of podcast. I rarely do any like actual editing of the actual conversation because for me, I like how a conversation flows. I like to keep it as natural as possible. I've had a couple of guests in the past ask me, you know, Hey, you think I can get a list of questions beforehand, something like that. And like, if they ask maybe, but like, even then I'm like, yo, I, I, I like to make this as natural of a conversation because at the end of the day, it's just two people talking about passions more than anything else. Yeah. Like for this, I only had two questions really was just your, your CTAs and what was your growth method? And then of course I had an idea. Okay. I've been asking these questions. So let me ask those again. Yeah. Um, and even when I do with interviews, like I just have my topic for the episode, like, okay, we're going to talk about, um, fuck, just, just random shit. Oh, orgasm statistics. Yeah. And we'll just go into that. And then there'll be a tangent that'll go off from one of the statistics. Oh shit. I didn't know that cannabis can help females achieve more orgasms. And then they'll talk about, oh, I need to start smoking more weed and just talk about their experiences with marijuana and all this other stuff. It's like, I prefer it to be organic instead yeah. of trying to have a list of questions um, or maybe like bullet points or something I got like a definition that I got to read out. That's the only thing I have down. Of course, earlier on, like my first, um, podcast i'd have like paragraphs of bullet points to get out like damn it fuck i'm on a tangent and that sounds better than this shit and i try to come back to it's like wait where was i here like whatever (laughs) i mean so organic and natural works better yeah i was gonna say like at the end of the day like when it's organic you can tell that there's a lot of thought love and passion that goes into these kind of conversations that are more organic than whatever you may have had planned out and would have been nice to know some of that stuff yeah maybe but at the end of the day like you're pushing out something that's that's another thing that i want to say for like other people like make sure that whatever you're pushing out is something that you personally want to listen to. Like if you're listening to a pod, if you're listening back to a podcast and then like after like 15 minutes, you're like, Jesus Christ, this guy will not shut up at your own podcast. You have a problem and you need to change something up to make it. Cause at the end of the day, like, especially for me, another reason why I made this product, my podcast was because like, I didn't know of anywhere else out there to where people were getting this kind of, you know, spotlight, this platform for these artists. I absolutely love. So I'm like, well, if no one else is going to fucking do it, I might as well. <laughs> yeah. And what mine is like, <clears throat> so with my experience with kink is I learned how to do the things. I, I was taught under a mentor of, okay, you know, whenever she misbehaves, you do X, Y, and Z. So it was just more of um, instruction or like a checklist of things to do. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm listening to like other podcasts and, you know, about sexology and this, that, and the other, I'm like, Oh, that's oh, so that's what aftercare is. Oh, I've been doing that for decades. Okay, I'm I'm good. Mm-hmm. And then hearing all these other terms, like oh, that's what that's called. So it it's a na- kind of a naiveness at the, at, on one sense that I don't know what it's called, but I know how to do the work. And it's just kind of those things that where I feel kind of like a fraud in a sense, where I don't know how I can explain to you what I'm doing. I just don't know what what I'm doing is called. Right. That makes any sense. No, I, I I guess it's one of those like you. I guess it's more or less instinct. I guess after a little bit, it's like you kind of understand, you understand the person and you understand what you're doing. It's just sometimes it doesn't, you're not going to be analytical about it. You're just going with the flow at times. Yeah. I mean, I can get, I I can understand that. I I can. Yeah. I can understand that. (laughs) Uh, But yeah. I mean, Hey, if there's anything else you want to talk about. (laughs) Let's see. Um, Podcast. So Without, I guess, without naming names, what would be, who would have been your favorite guest and least favorite guest? And maybe either the conversation or just like, oh, shut up or, you know, whatever. I will do this based on types, though I will say for the best, I will give a couple of good examples. But 
I'll say for the least favorite, the one where it's hard for me to get anything from the guest for one reason or another, to where I ask a question, they just either give a simple answer. They're just like, you know, blunt to the point, And there's like no room for me to like cling on to anything and help carry the conversation. That has rarely happened for me. I can think of examples, but that has rarely happened for me. Um, don't get me wrong. Like even with that, I still enjoyed their conversation. They were wonderful people. And I, I still communicate with them here and there. So that's always good. The best kind of conversation is whenever, especially during the conversation, there's one point to where a lot of these artists to where they get basically tunnel vision with what they're talking about. As in, they're so invested in what they're talking about. They're so like devoted to what they're talking about that they're just talking about that. And whatever they're talking about is like coming from the soul. It's not just, you know, okay, I thought about this answer a little bit. It's like, you know, I thought about this for ages. It's something I've wanted to do. Like, da, 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 da. like when they get to that point, like I, I am in love with that person, essentially. <laughs> like, um, yeah, that passion. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say uh, the, the two and a half hour long one, obviously is a great example of that. Cause they would not be quiet. <laughs> and, <laughs> no, I mean that in a, a loving way. Um, they're uh, my Emerald tears. Absolutely. Love them to death. Uh, Dave Captaville is the episode I recommend to everyone because there are certain places where that thing is not just, you know, talking about art. It's just a conversation between two guys with what we're talking about, essentially like it is the most natural conversation that I've had. Um, Jane Gumball has been a wonderful conversation. Uh, I'll tell you right now, the highlight for me, um, I was a big fan of this show called class of 3000, which was around, around 2007, 2009. I don't know if you ever heard of it. If not, I don't blame you. Um, basically <laughs> I was going to say, basically, um, it was an obscure show. It was on Cartoon Network, but Andre 3000, after he got out of Outcasts, did this little cartoon. Um, and I, I was like, I loved it because it had like a, a weekly like musical section with like a different art style than what was there. But even then, like the art that was there was like something you'd see from like, like if someone was to encapsulate like a blues album, that's what the animation would like look like, how it flew, hmm. how it flowed and such. Um, I got to talk to the guy who directed the entirety of that show, AKA the guy who's like right under Andre 3000 with how are we going to do this show? <laughs> so that, that was a highlight for me. Just like, just get to talk to him, especially like the years of experience the guy has had. Cause the guy has been working in the industry since like the eighties or whatnot. So yeah, like that was a highlight, but yeah, conversations where like the guests just cannot stop talking about what they're passionate about. That's my favorite kind of podcast. Yeah. And and I love how it comes through because you can tell that it's not like a rehearsed, oh yeah, I didn't know you feel it like in their voice. They don't even really be loud about it. They just you it's hard to put into words what it is, but I mean you just feel the passion. And yeah, those those make for really good engagement. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Trust me, I can't get enough of that. Like I go, I don't know about you, but I go back and listen to my own podcast every once in a while or a good bit of the time. Like, cause I at the end of the day, like, yes, this is as much of me in this podcast as possible because I'm the one that's, you know, putting out these people and be like, I love these guys. You guys should love them too. But at the end of the day, like these artists are the ones that are like carrying this podcast more often than not. And to hear just kind of the love and passion they have for what they're doing. Like it's something that even though I was there, it's great to re-experience it at times. Yeah. What I, I have a tendency to go back like every 10th episode, I'll go back 10 before and listen to that one and see, okay, where am I at? you know, 10 episodes ago, where am I at now? Am I getting better? Am I being more concise? Am I making more sense? Um, Am I engaging my my guests? Or if I'm talking about myself, do I make sense or am I rambling? And of course, early ones, I'm just rambling. What the fuck was I trying to say here? (laughs) And I was like, I don't even remember where was I going with this? It's like, oh, 
okay, that kind of makes sense, but we were talking about A and now you're on R, R squared. Like what the fuck does R squared have to do with A, you know? Um, I get that. I totally get yeah. that. <laughs> uh, Jesus. Like as much as I love rambling, like I love when, like there are sometimes where my guess is like, oh, I'm just rambling at certain points. Like for me, I'm like, no, that's good. I Because sometimes rambling is like, what some people call rambling is them being passionate (laughs) at least in my opinion but when it's the host rambling that's kind of a different issue (laughs) because it's more like you're just trying to fill the air to figure out okay what i I was talking about something and eventually if i keep talking i'll figure it out no i'm losing it i'm losing oh yeah 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 yeah. and you gotta then i gotta go back and cut out that chunk because it made no sense I was speaking of filling the air. One of my one of my biggest pet peeves, and it's something that my mom has pointed out to me because my mom listens to my podcast, which I am grateful for. But one of the things that she always points out is you always say like and such, um, all these different like filler words all the time. I'm like, I'm trying as much as I can, but I'm not here to make this thing professional. I'm just here to have some fun. <laughs> what well, one thing I learned with that is with the ums, usually that's what, that's the only thing I edit out is the ums and like long dead air, anything more than like two seconds, I try to shorten it. Uh, With speaking, I'll like think in my head, think of a cadence. So like, you might see me look down as I'm like tapping my foot and I'll end up kicking something, but I'm having like a a metronome with my foot to like pace my speaking. Okay. And of course, sometimes I'll start speeding up, but I try to pace my speech. So that way, by the time I say what my mind is thinking, it catches up because my lips are not as fast as my mind. I need to start using that because that's what that, that <laughs> that's what it is for me more than anything else. Yeah, because your mouth, my mouth tends to work way like at least 20 miles per hour when my brain's like at five miles per hour, you know, <laughs> but like that's that's something smart. But I need to be careful with my feet. Um, <laughs> another beautiful thing about podcasts is when technical errors occur for me, especially it just fucks every fucking thing up that will what. <laughs> That Will Wood episode that I was talking about, there was one moment to where like I was just moving my left foot and I didn't realize that my headphone wire was down below. And so like I had a hold of it and I accidentally unplugged my headphone, but I plugged it right back in, just kept pushing along. Well, my audio software decided to be like, oh, you unplugged your headphone? We're going to end the recording. <laughs> so, <laughs> so so I just, so, so, yeah. so I had a second half of the podcast where all you heard was me. You didn't hear the guests. You heard me. <laughs> oh, I was so lucky though that Will was like, we, we got him back in. We basically had not exact word for word second half of that conversation but whatever was lost we were able to somewhat get back which i was grateful for that he was a trooper for that one man that that is lucky because then that would have been fuck now i gotta pull an episode out of my ass by myself (laughs) fuck me yeah no i've had a couple of those i I was gonna say or like in my case i would have just been like you know i put the first half of the episode just been like yep i fucked up hope you guys enjoy (laughs) (laughs) have you thought about live streaming no have I thought about live streaming? Uh, I don't know about for podcast purposes, but I might just do it just for shits and giggles. Cause I know it's a good, you know, opportunity. Such for me, like I don't have much of a setup. Like it's literally just me on a laptop, you know, with a camera and a mic and whatnot. And like, it's a possibility. I just need to explore that a little bit more if I was going to do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're using OBS, uh, so I'm starting to do, uh, the Reddit 
our pan shit on Wednesdays mm-hmm. and I haven't gotten any traction yet. Cause I just started last Wednesday or like two Wednesdays ago, I was going to do it. But then like I had a bunch of technical issues. Then last Wednesday, I still had technical issues, but at least it still went through. The only issue was that like my screen would go dark yeah. and I realized I got to turn off all my monitors cause I have five or four monitors. And then my camera comes in and it's seen as a fifth monitor oh, wow. and trying to push it out with OBS. I hate it. Cause I prefer using my A10 mini. That's just hardware and it pushes out to YouTube fine. Right. But you know, YouTube doesn't broadcast or advertise live streams. And then Twitch is all gaming. And even if I go under the um, just about you or, you know, just talking or the, the whatever the, the just um, chatting, yeah. Yeah, the just chatting one. Um, even then, you're still going to be lost under thousands of people that already have, you know, tons of fans. So our pen is an easier way to kind of like saturate with automatic people that are going to just scroll through. Yeah. But. I was having issues like, God damn it. Like, so, I, anyways. I, I will say when it comes to the Twitch or whatnot, the issue is not the issue with Twitch is discoverability. If you're brand new on there more than anything else, the way you have to bring people on there is through other platforms. Sadly, like that's something that I've certainly noticed, but it's one of those, like, especially once you get the ball rolling or whatnot, like if you were to do it consistently as in like maybe every day or every other day, then you might have something, but I understand it's easier said than done. Trust me. Yeah. I've, ta- I've talked to a couple of people that, I've done live streams. I've even brought a couple of uh, VTubers. I don't know if you ever seen any of them or even know what that is. Um, basically, they, they like download some software and such where they are able to basically motion capture themselves as a virtual character for wherever they're live streaming and such. Um, the, the, the first time I ever heard about this was for an artist by the name of Artsy Grandpa, to where they, they are VTubing as like a grandpa character, which I thought was absolutely mm. hilarious. Um, one that I brought out a couple weeks ago is someone who uh, VTubes as an otter because like a, a otter college frat boy or something along the lines of that. Um, I know it's it, words. It sounds like a bunch of words. I'm just throwing together at that point, but yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> so there's this guy on Reddit. Sorry. He, he dresses up as a therapist gecko and go ahead. Sorry. Oh, there you go. There you go. No, but yeah, no, it's one of those like, VTubing especially is like really like taken off because there's nothing else that allows the people that are VTubing to basically be a separate person, be a character for even a little bit of a moment, or maybe like they're comfortable with expressing that as themselves. Hmm. That's an idea. I'm well shit, I already put out a couple episodes, but let's see if I could give that a shot. VTubing. Yeah. App. Hmm. All right. Cool. Anything else we want to chat about? I mean, I, I you know. Dating questions, life shit. I mean, I'm 42. I know I don't look at it. Look good. I say dating questions. How? <laughs> so, so with a lot, I've had a lot of female guests, and then also being a sex addict, I've got females that I've been with and come on the show. The the two major points for just being able to date or get a girlfriend or whatever is confidence and sense of humor. You've got the sense of humor. I don't know about your confidence whenever you approach. I don't know if you're afraid to say hi or anything. I said this before on my own personal Twitter. My issue is not making a good first impression. Cause I can make a solid good first impression in my opinion. It's after that, that I don't want to disappoint the person afterwards, you know? <laughs> well, don't be in your head. So, that, so like, um, I mean, I, I kind of spent the day just chatting on Reddit, just uh, putting some stuff. So there were some guys, you know, like in their forties, like, Oh man, I'm 40. I don't know how to use old or online dating apps and this, that, and the other. And I just don't know how to meet girls. I'd rather meet them in person. I was like, it's easy. Just I, I slay at like target, um, Whole Foods, Trader Joe's, whatever. And I'm not going there to like pick up girls. I'm going there to run my errands, you know, right. shop for whatever. Right. But while I'm there, I'm, I am looking, I'm, I'm browsing around looking. And if I see a female by herself, no ring, or she's with her and another girlfriend or, you know, um, so here in Reno, it's uh, kind of a college town. 
And so you can tell, hey, you know, it's either two door mates or whatever. And I just go up to them like, hey, uh, do, you, do you guys know how to, anything that's good to make with this and this as a, as a healthy recipe? And sometimes I'll be serious. I'll be like instant rice and a can of bean, uh, green beans. Or I'll have like fucking Cheetos and gummy bears. And, you know, it's also you have to look at body language too. You can't just like go and approach. You have to see if they're, if they're like, oh, uh, you know having a bad day or whatever, or if they're just kind of like, hmm, just browsing around, you know, not really paying attention to what they're doing. They're not, they're not on a mission. If they're not on a mission, they might be open to it. Check for a ring. If they don't have a ring, go, hey, you know, I'm, this is my name, blah, blah, blah. Just, it doesn't have to be our recipes. It can be about anything. Mm-hmm. Last year, did you ever see that a TikTok or anything about uh, that frothy coffee mix thing that they were like, whip up uh, instant coffee with like milk and it would make some kind of like this frothy coffee thing. I did not hear about that. It was, it was a semi-viral thing that I happen to know about. And so I don't drink coffee. I drink tea or soda. And I was in the tea aisle checking something out. Some girl was like, hey, can you help me read something up? So I, like, I grab it for her and she asked me, do you know if it's instant? And I was like, oh shit, yeah. You know, my grandmother drank instant growing up where I knew that she drank instant. It's like, yeah, you can tell because the crystals are like this. Are you going to make that frothy coffee thing? And she goes, yeah, oh my God, have you tried it? I was like, no, I don't drink coffee, but I can make it. I made it for my roommates. And, you know, I talked about, um, you know, I, I can make chile relleno, which is a Mexican dish where you batter up the uh, egg whites and then wrap it over. Or, or it's just stuff, it's stuffed bell peppers or stuffed chilies, okay. but uh, fried with an egg batter over it. So I explained that to her and said, oh shit. So that ended up being a date for me to go make her the coffee and, you know, ended up hooking up. But it doesn't have to be like something planned or something like, oh my God, uh, we have to work on this or have to come up with a sense of attack. Just, just be yourself. You're a funny guy, man. You, you, you can slay. I've, I'm six foot tall, decent looking shape, bad boy looking dude. I've had a little patent Oswald ugly little fuck swoop in and steal two girls when I was talking to a group of them at a, at a club. And I wasn't mad at him. I was just like, damn, this dude had all the confidence in the world. And he was short too. He was like five, three, five, five. And he was shorter than me, but he was shorter than girls because they were in heels. And he still managed to pull two of them away. And I was like, man, you know, that's, I wish I could have videotaped this to show everybody like, hey, you don't have to have money. You don't have to have muscles. They help. Being funny and being confident trumps just about everything. Duly noted. I, I, I feel like I got a decent sense of humor. I got to get something from my dad. Um, but uh, <laughs> but I, it's the confidence I will personally say I need to work on a little bit. That's something I will. More than happily admit. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be like confidence, like, oh yeah, I'm the baddest dude in the world. Just, hey, I'm a funny dude. Be confident that you're funny. You know you're funny. So you can be confident in that and it doesn't come off cocky. There's there's a fine line between being confident and cocky. Cocky can be a turnoff, but then cocky can also be a turn on, but it has to be specific type and you have to have like at least a decade of experience doing that stupid shit. Um, Fair enough. but you just be confident that you're co- that you're be confident in your humor and just be silly with it. Just like, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm Nate, blah, 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 blah. And just talk about anything. You, you can have a conversation with people. You've got plenty of practice with here on the podcast. Yeah. So a, a simple way to give it a try is whenever you're at a bar or not a bar, um, grocery store, just whenever you, if a female catches your eye, like if you lock eye contact, just smile and nod. And if she nods back, okay. She's not telling you, Ooh, fuck off. She's just saying, okay, Hey, you're. Nice guy. You're not a creep. She, she registers you as a non-creep. That's, that's the best way to equate it. Okay. Or if you go to coffee shops, just hang out at one, scan around, see if anybody's checking you out. It's hard to tell if you're not used to looking for these signals. So if you're looking around at a coffee shop, drinking your coffee, whatever you're doing, randomly yawn. 
Okay. And that's a, a psychosympathetic something. I forget what it's called. But essentially, if someone's looking at you, it causes them to yawn. It's a contagious thing. And if they yawn, then at the very least, they were looking at you when you yawned. And so you have an idea, okay, let me start paying attention to this chick. She yawned. She's been looking at me. At the very least, she looked at me when I yawned. Okay. And just kind of like keep your eyes, keep looking. And you'll see if she keeps looking at you, looking up, you know, uh, the typical rom-com things where they bite their lip, play with their hair, the kind of stuff that like shows a sign of interest, then... Go up to her and just, hey, I, I, I thought you looking at me. I don't know. Do I have something in my face? Like, just make a joke. Hey, do I have Cheeto dust or something? Like, you keep looking at me. And just, you know, disarm them. Humor, dude. I swear. You can get laid three or four times a week with different women with the sense of humor and just the confidence that you have, that sense of humor. All right, then. I will certainly, certainly keep that in mind. Thank you so much. <laughs> Not a problem. Um, I'll say with that, I'm good if you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know it's late for you. You get some sleep, and yeah. I'd love to keep chatting with you. Maybe future episodes, I jump in with you. I don't have anything artistic. <laughs> um, I mean, I used to be a um, like a tag artist. I would do like graffiti art, calligraphy for classmates, really? which would keep me. Yeah, it would keep me from getting beat up from the gangsters. Well, not really beat up because I'd get into fights all the time. But at least I had like them as backup for. You know what? So, you know what? I'm actually slightly intrigued on that. I'll definitely have to get back in touch with you, and I'd love to maybe chat with you at some point in the in the near future. That sounds honestly like something interesting. Because, I mean, trust me, I do see the art form in that, but I know you probably did it for more than just art. <laughs> I, I did it just for fun, but then okay. I, I didn't I didn't think of it as art at the same time. And also was decent as a decent sketch artist. Um, I haven't done it, but I never got good at coloring or filling in or line art. Just like I was, I was, I could do like pencil art for comics. I could do, okay. you know, r- realism. I haven't done it in ages, but I still can draw a decent hand instead of stick figures. So like in um, elementary or sorry, kindergarten, you know, how kids would draw a rectangle with a triangle and then this another rectangle for a chimney that come out at an angle. Okay. I was drawing, I was drawing 3d houses back then, like yeah. three dimensional chimney was going straight up. I'd um, do some lines with a pencil and then smear it with my thumb to make it look like smoke versus kids just doing the little squiggly circle. So I was a decent artist. I just never pursued it because I was like, what am I going to do with this? How am I going to make money? You know, I'm not a Rembrandt. So (laughs) anyways, but yeah, I'd love to keep this going. So whenever you want, hit me a line. I'll jump on your podcast. Let's talk about it. Dude, I'll be more than happy to do that. I'll definitely keep in touch with you. All right. Awesome, man. Take care and have a good night. Absolutely. Thanks for sticking around this long. I love you. You're worthy of it. And until next time, besos.